You're listening to WN. You're listening to WNHHLP, 103.5 FM New Haven, streaming live at www.newhavenindependent.org and broadcasting live from our offices at 51 Elm Street. This is another episode of The Tom Ficklin Show with Tom Ficklin. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Lara Herskovitz in the background, and we're going to actually, we've heard some of the melodies of Lara's voice. Lara is Herk Herskovitz, but we're going to also kind of talk to her from a conversational level. So we're going to mix up the kind of a mix of the music and the harmony and the and what life is all about in terms of juvenile justice. And Lara's uh, calling in and really appreciate her doing that. Uh, we're all, it, it dawns on me, Lucy, that with this show, again, this is the Tom Ficklin Show, folks, folks are busy, but folks have been giving of their time and effort to kind of talk to us, to be a part of the WNHH experience. And it's really kind of uh, really reinforcing to, to my body, mind, and spirit to see how folks are giving. And so, Lara, good morning. How are you doing? Can you hear me? Good morning. I can hear you, and I'm, I'm happy to be with you. Great, great. So, again, we, we kind of went through some issues we're going to talk about in policies and solution, even solutions and collaborations and tactics and strategies. It seems to be the time for, for policy making from a citizen standpoint, separate from what might occur in, in Washington or even in Hartford. And Lara is the deputy director for the uh, Connecticut Center for uh, Juvenile Justice. I'm sorry, the Connecticut Juvenile Justice Alliance. I want to get your name straight because I know your check has the right the right uh, name on it. So, Larry, good morning again. So, again, Larry's the Herskovitz is the deputy director for the Connecticut Juvenile Justice Alliance, um, and we're going to play some of her songs as well. And again, it's, it's a reflection of Larry's kind of commitment to all of us, whether you're listening here in New Haven or anywhere on SoundCloud or anywhere on iTunes or anywhere in the, in the universe uh, in terms of how she's committed her life. You're still a, a reasonably young person, though, Lara. Uh, well, thank you. It doesn't always feel that way, but I appreciate it. <laughs> well, again, we we have the miles of the struggle, but also it kind of reinforces us as we get on the highway of life and kind of understand there's there are exits and sometimes uh, off ramps and sometimes uh, little detours. But how do we stay focused and true? And so we're going to talk about those metaphors and how they kind of are embodied and illustrated by the the mission and purpose of the Connecticut Juvenile Justice Alliance. So let's 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 share with our leaders what with our listeners, rather. What's um, what's the Connecticut uh, Juvenile Justice Alliance up to these days? Well, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk about these important issues, and really we're, we're focused, as we always are, on doing right by Connecticut's young people. Hmm. So we work very, very hard to keep young people out of the juvenile and criminal justice system. So, you know, the larger context is that really every state in this nation of ours has over-criminalized typical adolescent behavior. Mm. And for that matter, we have also over-criminalized typical human behavior. Mm -hmm. And as a result, as I think probably most of your listeners know, certainly you know, we've talked about this many times, you know, the United States has really is now facing its civil rights crisis Mm -hmm. and human rights crisis of you know, not only mass incarceration, we have 5% of the world's population, 25% of the world's prisoners. Say that again. Because we're locking each other up. We have 5% of the world's population. We're a small 
nation in terms of population compared to the size of the population of the planet. And we have one quarter mm. of the world's prisoners. Mm. So we are locking each other up like crazy. And there is now new awareness of it. The pendulum is starting to turn, but we have a long way to go. So when we bring the lens back to our little nutmeg state here in Connecticut, that is also true here. We we have also overcriminalized our kids uh, here. So the mission of the Connecticut Juvenile Justice Alliance is to decriminalize kids, <laughs> typical adolescent behavior. Um, so we're working to keep kids out of the system to address any issues that may need addressing, to address the causes of any misbehavior so that they can succeed. And so for those young people who end up involved in the criminal justice system, in the juvenile justice system, we are advocating that they're being treated safely, that it's fair, and um, that it's effective, that it's, that it's working to, to fix whatever is causing any misbehavior. But still, a great majority of what we're handling in our juvenile justice system could be handled, should be handled, outside of the justice system, which can be cheaper, uh, which can build community, which can strengthen families, and which, by the way, is recognized now nationally. All of the experts agree on both sides of the political aisle that it's less expensive mm. and better for public safety, better for kids, better for families. So that's, that's the work that we're up to. It gets much more specific than that, but that's the overview that, that we bring all of the time. Tremendous. And we're going to take the deep dive and give some specifics and how folks can help out and collaborate and even even support your initiative and some of your partners initiatives. If you're just uh, listening, you're listening to the Tom Ficklin show. And it's really a pleasure this morning to have Lara Herskovitz uh, w- with us. And I say with, 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 uh, with Paul, with all the, f- the staff here at, at the radio station and Lucy's doing a great job. Our manager, Lu- Lu- Lucy Gelman just wanted to take this time that Lucy, we were talking before the show started about the, the efforts of the staff. I mean, yes, you guys are remunerated to some degree, but it's uh, not, not a lot. And just the commitment of, of you, Lara, and, and Lucy and others, that's, it's, that's on my heart and mind and soul soul today. So you listen to the Tom Ficklin Show. Lara Herskovitz is with us, Deputy uh, Director of the Connecticut Juvenile Justice Alliance. So, Lara, you're, so you were generally describing, so the state of um, juvenile justice uh, here in Connecticut, uh, you would describe as? Mm, well, well, I would describe as moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. We have come, we've come a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Connecticut is lauded for the decade of reform that we have all, you know, been muscling through. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've come a long way. We raised the age of juvenile court jurisdiction. What that means um, is that in the past, all 16 and 17 year olds whose brains are still developing. Our brains, the human brain, is still developing up to the age of 25. Mm-hmm. Well, mine, is still, think, mine is still developing, and I'm not going to say how old, exactly, how old I am. Exactly. <laughs> if any of you and Lucy and me and all of everyone who's listening right now thinks back to when we were teenagers mm-hmm. um, and all of the, just the dumb things that we do because we're you know, open to risk and open to peer pressure and um, not as sort of mindful of consequences and, you know, we just make mistakes. It's yes. part of, it's part of growing up. It's, um, we used to put all 16 and 17 year olds in Connecticut into the adult criminal justice system, no matter what offense. So now we have that bar set 
at 18 for most young people. Not all. We still have a way to go. Um, so we have come a very, very long way. We are reducing the number of arrests and referring kids to better, as I said, more effective solutions. Uh, we are doing a better job of engaging families directly as a system. So we've come a long way, and we we have a we still have a very long way to go. We're we're really trying to work ourselves out of a job at the. Mm. Oh, good, good, Ab- abolitionists. I love that. We're you... just not there yet. Mm-hmm. So we are a broad coalition of uh, partners. You know, we have a we have a small staff, um, but we are also a coalition of organizations that include attorneys, uh, academics parent advocates, uh, child advocates, I mean, lots of people, direct mm-hmm. service providers. And together, we're all constantly looking to see, like, what still needs doing, what's still broken. And then we work very uh, in a very partnership-oriented way with actors who are running state agencies from the judicial branch, the Department of Children and Families, the State Department of Education, and so on, and lots of other advocates to make those changes. So right now, yeah. what we're focused on, you know, and again, this gets, um, this, this gets, uh, there, there's always more to do than we have the ability to tackle. But mm-hmm. what we're tackling right now is the mandate and vision to finally close the, what is called the Connecticut Juvenile Training School. Training school is basically a euphemism for prison mm-hmm. for boys. Um, and, you know, long story short, it doesn't work. It's incredibly expensive and, and it's broken. Um, so, you know, there's been a call in the United States of America since the 1970s, mm. and I'm not exaggerating. 1973, the National Advisory Commission on Criminal Justice Standards and Goals. 1970. 1973. 1973. Said, and then he's a direct quote, no new institutions uh, for adults should be built and existing institutions for juveniles, which I don't like to use that word because it's, a, you know, really it's just young people. Mm-hmm. No prisons for young people should be, all of those prisons should be closed. That was in 1973. Mm. Come on now. Mm. Mm. Governor Malloy last year announced that he would be, we've been fighting this for, since it opened. This is an institution that never should have been opened. It was built on a maximum security plan type of facility in Ohio. Mm-hmm. It was never the right plan. It was one of the it was one of the reasons why uh, then Governor Rowland ended up um, going to prison. Uh, there was a no bid contract and so on. And um, so we've been trying to get it closed since it opened. And Governor Malloy last year announced that by July of 2018, he will close the Connecticut Juvenile Training School. So this is good news for young people in its place. We're looking for some of what we do on the girls. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Folks often forget about, yes, yes. Yeah, people forget there are girls. Mm -hmm. 30% of the arrests in Connecticut are are girls and young women. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, we would say the same thing. That's been over, they have been over-criminalized as well. But on the girl side and the deep end of the system, when we're talking about prison, you know, when you look big picture, we have, I don't know, in the neighborhood of 11,000 arrests of young people in Connecticut. Well, far too many, far mm-hmm, too many mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, a, in a given year. When we get to the deep end of the system, about mm, 300 or so are incarcerated. 
Um, on the girls' side, on the female side, we're actually doing an okay job. We have small, therapeutic, rehabilitative kinds of programs. On the boys' side, we have prison, um, and they're doing some some good things in prison. There's an art program. There's a school. There's some, but the culture of the institution, the housing of the institution, is very prison-like. It's a punitive right. command yeah. control kind of culture. And that is the most expensive way to intervene, and it doesn't work. So mm. it's just a mm. whole lot mm. of, of money, and there's a moral obligation to treat our young people better. And there's really a financial obligation mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. To, to intervene in ways that are going to set young people up and their families up for success. Yes, rather than failure, yes. intervening yes. and setting them up to fail. Mm-hmm. Larry, really, really such a good point. Uh, several points you made about 30 points. We got to have you back on the show, but you're listening to the Tom Ficklin, <laughs> Tom Ficklin show. And again, have, having the pleasure to chat with Lara Herskovitz and the, she's the deputy director of the Connecticut Juvenile Justice Alliance. Lara, I'm going to rewind just a second. I do want to talk about the, uh, the, the, the pledge closure in, in 2018 and other things you're working on, but take me back for listeners that have just joined in the major achievement in terms of having the age situation addressed. What was, uh, I, I chat so often with people and they're talking about how do we make change and what's necessary to have partners and allies. What, what do you think was kind of the tipping point for you to kind of finally, and you and your colleagues and, and activists and, and other uh, agencies and, and nonprofits and foundations to enable that, that age to be, to, to be, to, to be lifted, that, that uh, people going in at 16, as you, as you reflect on it, cause I've heard you kind of testify before, what, what, as you reflect on what really helped the, the success to kind of have that tipping point of, of the threshold amount of energy and motivation and, and civic involvement. Mm, I love the question, and it's a good question for right now, right? Because indeed, there's indeed. still a lot, a lot that needs doing, and um, you know, together is the is the short answer. Um, first of all, what got it done is that it was the right thing to do. Yes, but the um, but the but the motivate, the, the cultivate to kind of inspire to kind of get people to agree to see that vision. I mean, pre- obviously it didn't happen as earlier as we wanted to, but it finally did happen. Did you think it was just momentum, yeah. the passing of time? Was it sustainability? Was it kind of concerted effort? How did you kind of weave together these various armies of of uh, of social yeah, change? Yeah, it's kind of all of the above. I mean, it, it, the the broad brush is that you know those people who tend to be over-criminalized in the United States of America, still tragically tend to be black and brown. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that what happened with the Raise the Age effort and what has happened with all of the other reforms that have come with it, hand in hand, mm. um, have been because leaders and citizens have all kind of linked arms to say, these aren't those kids. Mm-hmm. These are, are our kids. Yes. And so any policymaker, you know, if they picture either themselves back then or their own child or children, if they were to go through the system, I know it doesn't take, all it takes is for people to experience the system once. Yes. Or yes, love yes. one to experience the system once for them to wake up to the fact that this is broken. Awoke. Completely yes. Unjust, and they they go through the system. It, it recently happened to a friend of a friend, and I was you know closely keeping in touch with him. People have no idea um, how broken it is, mm-hmm. um, and so they see a loved one go through. They see a child go through, and say, "Wait, this is how we handle this? This mm. is insane!" Mm. And so I think it's a small state. Um, so it it really was uh, a combination of 
you know, regular everyday citizens Mm -hmm. who care about kids, who decided to take the time to become part of the advocacy effort and showed up in Hartford wearing orange T-shirts, you know, that talked about Raise the Age and basically showed the volume of citizen interest and motivation. Um, We also had some incredible legislative champions who hail, I mean, from across the state, but really led by uh, folks elected officials right right here in the city of New Haven. Sure, or Tony, Tony um, Edmonds Walker. Representative, state representative Tony Walker mm-hmm. is, is an incredible champion for, mm-hmm. for children. Um, then state senator Tony Hart mm-hmm. is and was then Indeed. an incredible champion for children. And now we're lucky to have state senator Gary Winfield, mm-hmm. state representative Robin Porter. I mean, New Haven, there's something in the water in New Haven. The I like leadership that. I is like just that. Tremendous. I'm drinking the water now, and I appreciate your mentioning that because the you know the state session, I believe, I think it's a it opens in it's January this this coming in 2017. I think the legislative session is a is a long one. I think it it's not in, it is a long one yeah. in January, and so that that threshing, and so if people want to kind of become part of your movement and kind of weave in and and and, and increase the the uh, t- togetherness, the metaphor metaphor that you mentioned, should should they go to your website? Should they go to Tumblr, should they go to Twitter? What's the best way yeah, for them for, to kind of? Yeah, we are on social media. So by all means, you know, connect with us at Twitter, CTJJA. We have a Facebook page. Uh, we also keep an advocates e list. And mm. So, you mm. know, we, we communicate with advocates who want to stay informed, who are looking for opportunities to get involved. And the issues range from closing the training school to reducing school-based arrest. I mean, one in five of the arrests in Connecticut are still happening out of our public schools. I Mm -hmm. mean, that is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. It's it's simply unacceptable. Um, And we're looking for opportunities at every turn because the system does tend to have a negative um, racial and ethnic disparity at half of the decision points. We see kids of color are treated more harshly than their white peers. Um, so we're always looking for opportunities to address that. There are special populations like like girls. We're really trying to shine a light on what's happening with girls and young women mm-hmm. and how can mm-hmm. we keep them out of the system. Our LGBTQ yes. kids are at much higher risk of youth homelessness, of family rejection, and therefore of juvenile justice system involvement. So whatever those issues are that you care about, generally speaking, if you care about kids, um, we've got a really wide range of issues I for love folks that. to I get love involved that. in. Our website is ctjja.org, and that stands for Connecticut Juvenile Justice Alliance. So that's ctjja.org, and you can sign right up for the e-list there. There's lots and lots and lots of information. And, you know, we're facing the election tomorrow. Mm-hmm. A lot of these local elections, are, are, well, I don't know if a lot, but some of our local elections are decided by a handful. That's right. I think last election cycle, there was one race that was decided by five votes. Mm-hmm. Do you think any individual citizen of the state of Connecticut reaching out to your legislator to let him or her know what you care about, I promise you, makes a, an incredible That's right. difference. Absolutely. And we can we can make reaching out, we can make testifying, we can make getting involved um, easier. And really, 
you know, this is about all of us working together to there you go. make sure that our state is moving in a direction that is morally sound, that's ethically sound, that's financially sound, um, that we're, again, setting each other up for success instead of setting each other up for failure. So important. Bad for everybody, bad for public safety, bad for kids, bad for families. You know, Larry, we're going to take a break, but it's really not a break. Uh, it seems to me that we're, cause when we come back, I want to talk more about the the, uh, the pledge closing in July of 2018 and what is that mandated or are there some things that could occur to to defer or delay the closing. But you visited, I think it was a prison, and was it Mississippi? You wrote a song. Was it in Mississippi or Alabama you, you visited? Uh... Yeah, um, I wrote a song. My Yeah, so I, I work for the Alliance part-time, and I'm also a touring singer-songwriter, poet, performer. And my, <clears throat> not the most recent album, but the one before this, um, was a concept album, Weaving, around themes related to mass incarceration and the prison industrial complex in America. And one of those songs was inspired by a story about a true story about a prison in Walnut Grove, Mississippi. And, and should, that, should we play um, that song? Yeah. Do I have your permission? You sure do. Of course. <laughs> so we're we're going to play. And what's the title again? It's on your first album. The title of that song is called Mississippi Lullaby. Mississippi Lullaby. And I love that. So Lucy's going to cue it up, but we hear about parchment and chain gangs. We can see those images, but we often forget, and this is why I love your passion, that this chain gang or I guess incarceration or dungeon experience really, is, when it affects juveniles, it's just so tragic. Well, it's tragic on any, any level. So uh, Mississippi Lullaby and uh, by Lara Hershkovitz. Welcome back to the Tom Ficklin Show, and that's Lara Herskovitz. Lara, uh, I'm deliberately teasing people with just really just sharing a few, maybe 20, 30 seconds of your of your songs. But both your uh, your CDs are available, correct? Yeah, and a couple before that. A couple, oh, go uh, ahead. Kind of, yeah. and, and so, how can folks kind of you know they may be teased or inspired or stimulated to kind of to, to help you with your cause from a musical standpoint? Yeah, I appreciate how, that. How, how Always. could they make the purchase? You, I. I have uh, on the music side, my website is just my name, which okay. um, is actually easier to find than you might think. It's Lara, L-A-R-A, and then Herskovich, H-E-R-S-C-O-V-I-T-C-H. If you Google anything close to that, <laughs> you will find me. 
And, and you were the Connecticut. I've a lot of Mara Herskovich's on the American singer-songwriter folk circuit. So I, I promise I'm easy to find. And I have four albums that are still available, two before that, that are not available anymore. Um, and I'm on iTunes and all the digital outlets. And, yeah, I also have a touring schedule and an e-list. You can sign up at my website and very actively engaged in um, in touring and Social justice work is very important to to my music, and it's also not exclusively what I do. So in the course of a concert, you'll hear a wide range of, of themes and topics. And But it's, you know, it's still me and my work. So it's led by the same values and the same aspiration to create community and inspire each other to really be our our best. Indeed, create indeed, our own, indeed. Our own world in a positive way. As Shakespeare would say, to be or not to be, and it's, it's, good, it's better to be and to discover yourself. You were the Connecticut Troubadour for, for what years? I was, uh, I am a former Connecticut State Troubadour. Yeah, most people don't even know we have one. So thank you for raising awareness about that. It comes out of the Office of the Arts. Um, and yeah, every two years, Connecticut appoints a new state troubadour to represent cultural literacy and represent the state in, in all of our touring. Yeah. Fascinating. Let's, let's jump, let's, you know, go back to the uh, proposed uh, pledge to close the, the uh, training can I, school. Sorry, Tom, can I mention one thing before we Absolutely. jump back this, to Absolutely. This is your show. We're just, talk, we're just, we're just converting. <laughs> yeah, this, go ahead. please go for it. I just want to mention to your listeners that um, I have a brand new CD that just came out called Misfit. Mm-hmm. And I will be formally releasing that CD right here in Connecticut in Southington on Friday, December the 9th uh, at a brand new venue that was, a I understand, a five-year fight to preserve a terrific um, historic building. And now it's the Southington Cultural Arts Center. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can, you can find out about that concert uh, on my website. Indeed. We'll include the listing, as you know, with... With the graces of the New Haven Independent and WNHH, we really have a tremendous opportunities and various platforms to promote the show. So I'll include that include that link link as well. Uh, and I guess love Thank the you. way, regardless of what whatever your self expression is, as you get up, it's all it's all focused on how can we you know live safely and harmoniously and and not uh, not penalize one another and and grow and grow together. But the the governor's pledge to close the uh, the training school in 2018 is that mandated? Is that kind of a, a political kind of situation? Is it dependent upon state funding? What's the kind of the if there are any remaining dynamics that could interfere with it taking place? Yeah, really appreciate the question. Um, it is it is a promise. It is not a legislative mandate. It was in it was in an earlier draft last session. Um, to put it into law, but it got taken out at the last minute. So, you know, it really is our obligation and opportunity to hold his feet to the proverbial fire as well as the Connecticut General Assembly. Mm -hmm. Um, CCF came up with a plan towards closure. they're, They're working on it, and we're also working very closely with them and connecting them. We're excited that they're reaching out to national experts to to really figure out how to get this done. Um, It is by no means assured, and we are going to work, I I promise you, as hard as we possibly can to make sure that it happens. And, you know, to the larger point, we are happy to engage fellow uh, soldiers in this fight Mm -hmm. for 
love. It's really a fight for, for love and integrity and uh, treating our kids the way they deserve to be treated. Um, so yeah, we still, it, it's, it's not over. Indeed, um, indeed. We're moving, we're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. The governor has planted the flag and we need to make sure that we all get to that flag um, by that date and hopefully sooner than that, than that date. I appreciate your sharing that as Frederick Douglass says, the struggle continues. Lara, take, take us to 2017 over the next, uh, say from, from January to May, what's on your, your tactical or programmatic, pro- programmatic agenda? I'm trying to get, have you share with me a little bit of what you're, what you're, what you're up to. If I was to kind of uh, stalk, not stalk you, but, but uh, spend a day or two or three days or a week with you, what would I see you doing? What would I see? What, what, what would I see happening? Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, it depends on the day. So, uh, you know, the agenda coming up includes, I mean, on a typical day, we are sometimes in lots of different, I try to cover the state. They, mm-hmm. there, are, uh, there are juvenile justice caring, youth development caring sort of stakeholder tables. Mm-hmm. And this includes parents, direct service providers, sometimes youth themselves, um, advocates, and others get together once a month, sometimes once every two months, and get together literally to have conversations about what's working, yes. what's missing, what are the emerging trends, like what do we need to, to do a better job of. We, we try to get to all of those tables. Yes. So on a typical day, you'll see us talking to people who are closer to the ground than we are. I mean, we're a staff of, of two and then two separate have mm-hmm. people. I'm a half. I'm a part time, so I consider myself half. <laughs> and we also work with a, a terrific a communications consultant, uh, Quicksilver. And um, so you'll see us running around the state to like just make sure, sure. we know what's happening. But but, what, but what's te- happening te- with all. Of... Te- tease us a little bit. Um, Are there any upcoming workshops or conferences or uh, anything at the state at the state at, in Hartford that might take place in? hearings or public hearings, just kind of tease the, the audience about how they, they may not become members, although I know you do solicit members and you, it's, it's, it, would, it would be a good thing for people to join, but I'm, I'm looking for some, if, if you could tease us a little bit with some activities or, or workshops or conferences yeah. or having sure, people yeah. sign and petitions. I would say or, that, you know, members of the general public are welcome at all of these stakeholder tables. So if you live in New Haven, there's a monthly table that is more than happy to get additional participation and input and perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, from the Hartford perspective, there's a an entity, a statewide entity that really is coordinating a lot of the work of reform. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. it's it's sort of the hub of the wheel with lots and lots and lots of spokes coming into it, and that is called the Juvenile Justice Policy Oversight Committee. Mm-hmm. Um, that group is it really is the center of a lot of the work. We sit on the group and so do most of the, or all of the state agencies that are involved, Department of Corrections, Department of Children and Families, Education, Mental Health Addiction Services, the Office of the Child Advocate, the Office of the Victim Advocate. Mm-hmm. Like it really, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a very high powered and What's the name of it that again? Needs, yeah, it's called the, it's the JJPOC. Okay. JJ is for Juvenile Justice and it stands for Policy Oversight Committee. That's also open to the public. It's often televised on CPN. Um, that meets the third Thursday of every month. Oh, good. We okay. get together for an hour and a half in Hartford at the legislative office building, which I think it's 
what's the address? 300 Capitol Avenue. Yes, yes. But again, if you, if anybody wants to connect to us directly, we can keep you posted on that sort of thing. So the the next meeting is actually next week mm-hmm. on Thursday, November 17th at uh, I think it's 2 p.m. But I'm, let me just confirm that I was just looking at that. And it's um yeah, two o'clock, two to two o'clock to three thirty. And there will be a whole bunch of legislative recommendations that come out of that body, good, which again good. includes includes us. So we're there influencing that agenda. You know, one one of literally, I'm I'm kid you not, probably twenty different legislative recommendations. Just one will be moving. Well, should be. <laughs> again, we're not we're not there yet. We're mm-hmm. driving the car down the road. We haven't quite gotten to the destination. Um, one of the recommendations will be moving young people who are incarcerated in the adult system. Mm-hmm. So that's on the boys' side. That's at a an institution called the Manson Youth Institution. It's you know I know they're they're trying to do the best they can with uh, the infrastructure that they have, but it's 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 not an inspiring place to be. Mm-hmm. Wrapped razor wire. There's a dearth of programming. A dearth of uh, you know, mental health services, educational services, they just don't have those kinds of, of resources. So we want to move those young people from the adult uh, prison to uh, the juvenile justice system, which is still struggling, as you already heard me go into <laughs> some detail about, but it's better than the adult system. Um, it's it's uh, The mission is more rehabilitative in nature and we think that it can do a much better job of meeting any underlying needs of young people so that, again, we can we can set them up to succeed. Indeed. Um, and, and Lara, I, I'm really glad you mentioned CTN because I, I, I'm kind of a, oh, a content, uh, I wouldn't, well, content addict. That doesn't say maybe a digital kind of a, a digital, a passion for, for digital content. But, but CTN, the, the station that kind of broadcasts uh, a lot of the state events, uh, I really love that station. And the point I'm trying to get to, I saw you testify, was it six months ago? Not, you were on CTN, you were testifying at one of the hearings. Uh, and the, the compliment I want to give you is that you were educating the legislature, the, legisl- you know, the, the, the state reps and the state senators. They, they had, you, were, you were testifying, but you were in your didactic, educational, uh, compassionate, nurturing, loving mode. They, they might have asked you one question. You gave them was just so, so brilliant the way you identified and spoke to their hearts. I want to kind of give you that public uh, acclaim over, over, over this. I, I wanted to say this to you publicly. I really appreciated the way you addressed and the way you participate. And that, that kind of comes through so, so much. I want to, want to kind of congratulate you about that, about that skill that you have. Well, thank you. It means a lot. I, it's part of why I love doing this kind of work as a musician is because music can so effectively and so quickly open people's hearts mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and then you can you know insert information here where the Indeed. opening is Indeed. um it's harder to do that with a powerpoint presentation <laughs> and it's certainly harder to do that in three minutes of testimony in Hartford. so i really I, I really appreciate that you know our elected officials are part-time and I'm talking about our state yes, elected yes. state reps, state senators. They're part time, and you know the information that they are expected to be expert in is extraordinarily yes. large. There's yes. simply no way one person 
can get elected should go off to Hartford and expect to be smart about all of the things they're voting on, depending on the committees and so on. So, you know, we really work hard to be a resource to all of those people to provide research-based, bipartisan, nonpartisan information so that they have the tool that they need, at least from our area, uh, to make decisions that are going to help Connecticut thrive. You know, I love this state. Um, We have our challenges, as every state in the nation does, Um, but it's a place that I'm I'm proud to be from. I'm proud to live in. I I, I love the people of Connecticut. Um, And so, you know, we're really honored and privileged to be able to be a resource to elected officials to, to help them do the right thing. Indeed. And when you mention resource, your your uh, website, the Connecticut Juvenile Justice Alliance, is the Tom Ficklin Show, and chatting with Lara Herskovitz, uh, Deputy Director, is is really, uh, I really urge people to go to the, the website. You have reports there, you have activities, you have uh, videos, uh, Think outside the walls. You have education versus incarceration, the color of justice. Just nice teasers on the layout. If you're really interested at all about what what this this, this ongoing struggle for all of us to be free and, and not not uh, uh, condemned to, to to negative experiences, and also again to, to support your, the great work that you guys are doing. Uh, do we do, do we want to give a little shout out, um, Larry, to some of your funders? I think that one of the is it the the Tau, the Toe Foundation. There. Yeah, the, the Tau Foundation Tau is Foundation. an extraordinary leader. I had a job, oh gosh, many years ago, um, working as program director for the Greater Bridgeport Area Foundation, which now has merged into the Fairfield County Community Foundation. Mm-hmm. At the time, the Tau Foundation made a decision, and this is going back, oh God, 15-ish years, and they made a decision to focus on juvenile justice reform. And I remember at the time thinking, wow, that, that's a surprising choice. Mm-hmm. And it, in those 15 years since, they have, because of their leadership, um, they've really changed, improved the landscape of juvenile justice reform, not just in Connecticut, not just in New York, but really across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's been really amazing to be a part of their family and to watch the the ability of one family mm, and mm, one community mm. to um, to create to help create a very successful movement of reform in the United States of America. I mean, really, really inspiring stuff. They're yeah. they're extraordinary. That, that's that's so so important. Again, and there's so many themes of this this particular show, but. Everyone, everybody can do something, regardless of your the extent of your wealth or extent of your energy. Everyone yeah. can kind of, kind of participate in this. We're we're going to wind down a little bit. Is there any one um, uh, song you'd like us to kind of tease people with? Uh, we're going to close out with another song, but I wondered as as uh, we have maybe eight or nine minutes, if there's one other song you yeah, like I to kind of tease people with. Uh, maybe the bravest thing. I'm not sure how much you played of that in the beginning. Um, if not, then maybe let us begin, or will the circle be unbroken? You, you I like I like this, this. Is the circle uh, be unbroken? Is that on your first album or your second one? The will the circle be unbroken? I rewrote. Oh, okay. And it's on the new one. It's the on Misfit. Yeah, let's, uh, let's so try. I was let's, let's go invited. With I I decided to learn the song for a Pete Seeger tribute concert mm-hmm. in New London. Uh, Friday night, so Great. terrific series out there, and I chose the song for the finale because I thought it was about what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I thought it was about 
community and connection yes. and leadership and so on. And as it turns out, it's this very depressing funeral song. Um, so I kept the chorus, I kept the music, and I rewrote all the verses so that it was more uh, more timely for, for today. Perfect. Let's go to a little bit of it, and then when we come back, Lara, you'll have the, uh, the closing word. Sounds good. The leaders come before us Your truth still marches on today You can count on us We promise to help protect the flame We stand together Whether wearing a cross, crest, moon, or star we stand with all our brothers and sisters. Love who you love, be who you are. We stand with every loving dreamer. Far too many in prison and in jail. So many more from so many shores. We are the ones to Again, this is the Tom Ficklin Show, and we're unfortunately closing this segment of chatting with Lara Hershkovitz, Deputy uh, Director of the Connecticut Juvenile Justice Alliance. But Lara's going to come back. She promises me in the, in the oh, January, February, March, we're going to play many of her songs throughout my uh, shows. It's really so inspiring to hear your your, your voice, your, your your political voice, your social voice, your, your, your human voice, your heartfelt voice. Uh, Lara, as we kind of wind down, and that, that song really... Uh, Move me, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, people will Google Peter Pete Seeger. Uh, Larry, you know, unfortunately, everyone doesn't. We're of the A. I'm not sure if you're of the AARP uh, eligibility, but you're but we're, but you're approaching it at any rate. But if uh, even the word Pete Seeger, some people might not know how historical and and important and kind of moving he. Uh, really, I would consider him one of the you know the, the country's tr- troubadours. For, you know, so, it, but at any rate, Lara, any kind of uh, closing ta- comments or thoughts that you might have? Uh, really, a pleasure to kind of chat with you t- today. Thank you so much for for having me, Tom. I so appreciate your own leadership and integrity and heart and spirit. And I mean, thank you for being really such a terrific resource for all of us and for elevating the voices of people who are working hard to make a difference. I guess in closing, I would really just um, echo something that you just said recently to your listeners and to myself, <laughs> which is that we all can and do make a difference. So what I wrote in one of in my song, The Bravest Thing, is we shape this world every day if we intend to or not. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have all of the resources of a foundation, um, how we impact each other, makes a massive difference and certainly hate and the difference and divide have reared its their ugly heads in this um, election cycle and if anything it's a reminder to me to be a warrior for love hmm. and so you know you may listener have the temperament of an advocate and want to testify and we will absolutely help plug you in and make that happen and work together and you may have the temperament of wanting to be a big sister Mm -hmm. through a mentoring program or coaching a local you know sports club all of those things across the entire spectrum make a positive difference for communities 
and families and children. And we're really talking right now, not just about juvenile justice, but about reimagining mm. a better tomorrow. So we're working as hard as we can in Hartford to get our legislative uh, body to reinvest the money that we're spending in prison and, and so on. Instead, reinvesting that money into our urban centers, mm. into our communities. And really, it's about meeting in the middle, houses of faith and nonprofit organizations and citizens coming together to make this state and country a better place. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Lara, thank you so much. I know I'll see you soon at the another the uh, deeper change event, which we don't have time to talk about, but it's in December. I'll post that also. I know I'll see you soon, and just thank you for being you. And uh, I'll try to still be me, and we'll we'll connect soon. It's a deal. Thanks for having me, Tom. Great to talk to you. Indeed, Lucy. Maybe let's close out with one of one of Larry's songs. Anyone? All of them are good. I think so. <laughs> all right, all right. It's my vote. Get out the vote. <laughs> Amen. an angora, more like a happy stray cat. I'm living in freedom, kindness, and joy. Sending greetings from the land of the misfit toys. We don't fit in, and that means we belong. We love our neighbors in this misfit town. We make music because we can. All our wishes are our own command. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. of us do, mm, none of us do. We learned patience, learned to believe. There is so much more than any eye can see from that center. Comes the song 